All right, if then, let me give you a quote. If you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt. We, we, uh, we easily blame others for our issues, but usually we are where we are because we walked there, because we traveled there. The decisions we made have gotten us where we are, right? I want you to know here at Church on the Hill, it, it is a place that I desire for you to find hope. You're all facing something today. You're all facing something with your family, with your kids, with your job, with your marriage that may seem impossible. It may seem like you cannot get through it. And church, I want you to know that the church of Jesus Christ is a place where you find hope. But more so than that, we want you to find hope and understand what your next step would be. But as you find that hope and start to be able to walk according to God's word when it comes to your circumstances, hope that that veil will just be lifted and you could start to see what your purpose is. What the purpose that God has placed on your heart. What God has called you to do. Because so many times our circumstance takes over and we miss our purpose altogether. It's kind of a way of Satan getting us to get in the, the mouse uh, wheel and just run and run and run and not get anywhere because of the things we're facing. Well, God has a plan for you today with the challenges that you face. As we look at these if-then statements, there are statements, all, there are scriptures all throughout uh, the Bible where Jesus has said or others have said, if you will do this, then God will do this. If you will do this, then this will happen. And we've been looking at some for the last two weeks but I want to reiterate a warning. Without fulfilling the if, there is no then. If my people who are called by my name, you know that scripture from Second Chronicles, ultimately then he will heal our land. But we have to fulfill the if. Amen? Are you here today? All right. Has everybody got a little something in their hand? All right. But as we do these if-then statements from Scripture, I want you to know it's important to me that we take a look at the things that we are battling now as a nation, now as a church, now as a community, now as individuals, which led me to this statement, this question. How can I face this seemingly unsurmountable challenge in front of me? How can I face it? I do not ha seem to have a way out. Can you say something like that? Are you facing something that you can't see a way out of? That you've got a challenge so big that you see that there is no logical way of you getting through it. Or maybe that you feel like you're cornered. Have you ever felt like you're cornered? You have no way out? Well, you know, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, that if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we are here to come under your authority. We are here to acknowledge that you are God, and you are our God. And Lord, we acknowledge today that we don't know everything. We don't even necessarily know the next step, but you do. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. We've come in here to get the next step. Holy Spirit, speak to us this morning as we read your word, as we see your word. 
as we hear your word. Speak to us today. Give us that next step. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. If you have what? Everybody say it. If you have faith, then the mountain will what? Move. The mountain will move. If I don't have faith, the mountain will not move. Can you put those two together? If you have faith, you can say to the mountain and it will move. If you don't have faith, you can say all you want. Your words aren't going to move the mountain. So what do we need? Faith. We must have faith. Everybody got their mustard seed? Zach, will you help me out again? Thank you. You got it? Does that not blow your mind? Hello? This is all it takes. That's all it takes. What are you facing? This is all it takes to overcome it. I don't know about you, but I get excited. I get excited about what's facing me. Doesn't that sound backwards? You're going to lose. I'm excited. If you have faith, I want you to see what it says. If you, say me, if I have faith, yes, I have to have faith. Thank you, Jeff. No more repeating. All right. You can repeat it. I don't care. But what does God give you when you have faith? He gives you the answer. But how does he give you the answer? Because he gives you the word. The answer is the word. The answer is what comes out of your mouth. If you have faith, then you will say to the mountain. You will speak to the mountain. And you will speak with faith, which is his word. He gives you the word. It's his word to say to the mountain, not your words. His word moves mountains. We sang about it this morning. It's really kind of funny. Uh, going through second service, I'm seeing my sermon through every song we're singing. And it's just how God works. His word moves mountains. His word heals. It's what Tabitha sang about um, all morning, this morning. Uh, there's, pow- there's healing in the name of Jesus. Did y'all catch that? His word sets captives free. Freedom from addiction, from Satan, from yourself. Now listen to me, church. Your word doesn't move problems. Your word creates problems. That hurts, pastor. No, it doesn't. I love getting the truth. I love knowing the right way to go. Yeah, it hurts a little bit. But I certainly do like to know the right answer. When you fail a test, what does it tell you? That you had a bad teacher? No. That you didn't study. Thank you. 
that you didn't have the knowledge in you. When you get your report card, what is it a reflection of? It's a reflection of you. You're looking in the mirror. What? Am I 60 on my report cards a reflection of me? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. You're the winner. Come on down. Come get what you've got coming to you. (laughs) It's not good. It's not a reflection of your teacher. It's a reflection of you. So I want to place a spiritual bent on this. When you're regularly getting pounded by Satan, it is a reflection of your spiritual preparedness. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Someone went, ooh, that hurt. When you're continually losing to the enemy, it is a reflection of your spiritual preparedness because the word does not tell me I have to lose to the enemy ever. So something has gone wrong and it's not God. So what do we need to be spiritually prepared? Faith. Everybody say faith. Faith pleases God. Faith moves. Okay, so what is faith? I kind of think I have these reversed. Let's do that. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Now, can you, can you receive this? Faith, faith, or the word in us, places hope. And it places so much hope that our actions reflect, even though the challenge, even though we can't see the outcome, our actions show that we believe that it will come to pass. Do you follow that? I act in a way that even though it seems impossible, I'm acting in a way that I say I believe it to be possible and I'm going to follow it that way. People may say, man, you look like a complete idiot. Well, then I'm probably on the right track. You believe what? You believe what can happen? And I I don't know that I can explain why I can believe it, but I believe it. I look out at you today and I see unbelievable potential. And that is not some coined phrase. I will not blow smoke at you. There is unbelievable potential in you. I believe you have the ability to change our city. You individually. I have faith. In God in what he can do in you faith is the word in us enabling us to hang in there with the challenge not giving up persevering to the end and knowing that God will come through I want to ask you do you have a testimony of faith has God ever done something in your life anyone you need to share it People need to hear it. Elizabeth, come up here and share with us just for a minute. Amen. Amen. Did anybody lose their mustard seed? I lost mine. What's that say? There you know, there. that's that's prophetic. It is. Go ahead. You, you talk about what you want to talk about. 
Have you ever been at a, at a place where you're at the end of your rope and you think, you don't think exactly this, but I've lost my mustard seed? Why? Because all of a sudden you're just saying Godzilla's, and it's like, I've lost my mustard seed. Someone comes up to you and say, you've lost your mustard seed. You're right. You did. Well, it was funny because the girls were with me during first service, and both of the little girls lost their mustard seed. And I thought, well, you know, they're little. And then I lost my mustard seed. But it was a good reminder that that word has to go deep and be planted into our hearts and grow and take root and flourish. Um, anyways, that's free. What I do want to share with you this morning um, Pastor Paul this week was saying to me, I'm going to teach on faith and, you know, what stories do you have? What testimonies do you have? And, you know, so many things come to mind when we think about faith and so many things come to my mind because, you know what, the truth is, is everybody's got a story and everybody's been through something. Everybody has felt like that time when you've got your back pinned up, the wall, pinned up against the wall. And I just want to tell you that there's been times in our life where Paul and I have had, a, had to fight the enemy, where we have had to step it up and put our faith in the Lord. And it's a daily thing. But some of the stories that start, the Lord started reminding me about, and I'm sure a lot of you know my stories, but number one, do you know that I have been told that I would lose my voice before? Did you know that? Did you know that I had a tumor in my throat? And, and that I've had um, two surgeries done? And do you know that we were looking at a place of this could really impede your ability to speak. Do you know that about me? And listen to my voice today. Do you know I didn't lose my voice? Do you know what God did for me? But I want you to know, when I was told that word, it scared me to death. And do you know I found myself run into my bedroom probably five or six times throughout the day, praying on my face, and do you know the scripture the Lord gave to me during that time? When I couldn't see the end of that tunnel, but I was in a dark, dark place, do you know what he told me? <clears throat> and this is so funny. Psalms 27. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but I remember the name of the Lord my God. And do you know when the Lord showed me that, that I started just remembering who he was. My faith and my trust, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I remember the name of the Lord my God. And that's what I found myself doing every day, ten times a day, remembering, Lord, who are you? Because you know who you are? You're the healer. You're the redeemer. You're my savior. That's who you are. And so I put my trust in him. And you know what? He pulled me through. He pulled me through, but I'm telling you, I was shaking in my boots. It was a scary time, but I had to continually go back to him and remind him and remind myself of who he is. Do you know there was a time when my mother's, my mother passed away when I was 21, and you know what I have of hers? I have her diamond ring. And one time, somebody stole that from me. My precious mother's diamond was stolen out of my jewelry box in my room by a painter in our house. Somebody was painting our home, and he snuck in there and stole it. And do you know, my husband told me, he said, honey, you're like a bulldog. 
I've never seen anybody respond the way that you respond. But you know what I thought? This is not who God is. He protects my stuff. And he brings back what the enemy tries to take from me. And I'm telling you, I walked in every pawn shop. I was on the phone with detectives. I had the police at our house. I did everything in the natural that I could possibly do. But my faith was in the Lord. And do you know that ring came back to me? And do you know what the day that the detective found it and brought it back? The guy had gone into a jewel, uh, pawn shop and pawned it of all things. And do you know they record people when you do that? And you have to give your driver's license and sign your name? So when I had filed the report, this guy was in my house, my ring is missing. They found my ring. And what is such a blessing is it came back to me. It came back to me. It came back to me. That's who God is. So I just want to remind you, I just want to remind you that it's so important for us to remember who we serve, to remember who we serve. Because you know what? It's easy when you get hit with stuff. And we've been hit with stuff. I mean, we've had yucky black moles cut off one of our kids. One. It was one. But I'm telling you, when the doctor looked at it, she did this. <gasps> and I was like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> That was not what I was looking for. You know, I just said, can you look at this mole? And we got that response and immediately sent to a dermatologist to take it off. It's pretty scary. I have had children in back braces because of scoliosis. That is pretty yucky. So it's not like we hadn't been pushed to the limit. But I remember who God is. And so I want you to do that today. I want you to remember. And if you're pushed up against a wall, I want to tell you it's the best place to be. Because you know what? That's the time when you go in and you say, God, I remember who you are. I remember who you are. And my faith is in you. My hope is in you. My trust is in you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. It's so good to remember who God is. Whatever you're facing, stop for just a minute and remember what God has done up till now. Faith is the hope that knowing that when the devil comes at us, even though the challenge may be bigger than you, may be stronger than you, that we're going to win. That we are going to overcome. It is hope that moves us to action, proving the evidence of hope. You know, Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How do we get faith? We get faith by hearing the word of God, by being in the word of God, by digging in the word of God. But I want to encourage you. There's one more reason. There's lots of reasons. To, uh, to have faith, but I want to give you one more. Without faith, you cannot please God. We're all here because we believe in Jesus Christ or because we're searching for something better than what we have, right? That's why we're here, is because our way doesn't work 
and we're searching for a way that does. And we found it in Christ. Right? But we cannot please God without faith. If I can say it this way, there is no way that you can please God except by faith. How do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You get the word in you and then you make a decision and you follow it through. Your part is to get the word in you so that when the challenge hits you, the word will come out of you and the mountain will move. Now, I want to give you a couple examples. You go into your work. You go into school. Maybe you go home. I don't want to say it's home, but it can be home. But you go to work, you go to school, whatever, and hell shows up at the front door. Anybody ever had that happen? I mean, the second you hit the door, there it is. There's Satan staring you right in the eyes. I'm not saying it's your boss. I'm just saying stuff hits, right? Stuff happens. What do you do if you don't have faith? You fall apart. Your your whole demeanor drops. Inside you're screaming. Outside you're screaming. You're just wailing your arms and throwing a fit, right? And then what happens? You get crushed. You lose. You fail. Then what happens? You blame your friends. You blame your parents. You blame your upbringing. You blame your teachers. You blame Obama. You blame anybody that you can. And then you blame God. And I believe God would just say, ah, it's not my fault. That wasn't my fault. If anybody's listening to the Lord, that wasn't my fault. You just went and did things your way, with your words, with your knowledge, not mine. And the Lord would say, I'm not on the hook for your way and your knowledge and your words. I'm on the hook for my words and my way. It says in Jeremiah that the Father is looking, overlooking his word to see where he can perform it. He's looking over his word so that he can perform it. His word. Everybody say his word. So, same example. You walk into school, you walk into your home, you walk into work, and there's hell, but you have faith. I came prepared. God, that's all I got, but okay. That's about how much I got. But here comes your problem. What happens then? Okay, that really is a challenge. That doesn't feel good. I really want to overreact, but wait a minute. God, that word's in my heart. You're in my heart. What do you say about this? You say that the God of peace is putting Satan under my feet. You say that I overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. Your word says I am more than a conqueror. Your word says that nothing is impossible. Okay, problem. My drama's pretty bad, but you get the picture. I'm holding the head of, the, of Goliath. Look what I did. God did it, but it was with me. I will speak to the mountain. 
My faith, not my words, catch me, not my words, but my faith. Then, if you're at school or you're at work, a co-worker says, dude, I saw what you did there. What was that all about? Normally, my life falls apart when that kind of stuff happens, but that relationship didn't break. Or you didn't get fired. You got promoted. What the heck? And you know what? You start to share what you did. And instead of you dragging them to church, the church was brought to them. And that's real. That's real and that's the church. That's what God did in my life. Finally, there is a a, uh, scripture in Mark chapter 9 where a man brought his son that had been battling with seizures and a speech problem, brought him to the disciples, and the disciples couldn't help him. So finally he brought him to Jesus and said, Jesus, this is the problem that I've been having. Jesus said, how long has it been happening? He said, it's been happening since childhood. And the man said to Jesus, if you can, please heal my son. And Jesus was like, if I can, what? If I can, that's what he said to him. If I can, basically saying, don't you know who I am? Don't you know? And then Jesus goes on to say, if you'll just believe. And look at what the man said to him. Mark chapter 9, verse 24. He said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Now, I read this and I think, dude, you just undid what you did. You said you believe, but then you said, I don't know that I believe. I believe, but I'm not sure. Is that real or what? When you're facing something like cancer, you're facing something with your child or an addiction or something absolutely overbearing that you cannot take, how many times do you come to it with the Lord saying, okay, God, I know your word says this, but man, I'm struggling. Do you know what Jesus said? That was enough. That's all I needed. What the man did was he confessed with his mouth, I believe. But then he was honest with the Lord and said, help me with my unbelief. Do you know that it says in Romans chapter 10 that if you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and believe with your heart that he was raised from the dead, that you will be saved. Do you know that's what that man did in the face of Jesus? I believe. That came from his heart. But then at the same time came, but I'm so unworthy and I can't do this on my own and I'm really struggling even with that belief. Jesus said, that's all it took. Your son is healed. That's it. Church, that but you cannot do it without that. You cannot face your problems with your words. You will go down every time. But when you face them with his word, that problem, now you have to speak to the mountain. Mountain, you move. Addiction, you move. Whatever you're facing, you move. And it will move. Because if you believe Nothing is impossible for you. Say for me. 
nothing is impossible. Do you have it? Do you see what you need? You can do it. We must have faith. And I believe it's twofold. I believe that our faith moves God, but our faith moves us. Our faith, what's been put in my heart when hell shows up and I move because I know, I know God. I know God well enough. God, this doesn't look like you. This hurts. And man, I'm hurting so bad, but I know you. I speak because of that faith and heaven moves. Would you move? You've got to get the word in you. Right now, you've got to get the word in you. And you've got to speak it. Whatever you're facing, you can face it with success. But you can't do it without this. You guys stand up with me and let me pray for you. You may be here today and you may say, Pastor, I've not really decided on this Jesus thing yet. I want you to know that you've tried every way. But this is the only way. I just want to pray for you right now. If you would just pray with me. Those of you that are on the fence. It says in Romans 10, 9 that if you'll just confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Well, Lord Jesus, right now, we just confess with our mouth, Jesus, you are Lord of my life. I receive you as the Lord of my life. And I believe in my heart that you died on the cross for my sins. And Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of those sins and for my past. And give me a clean slate. But I receive you as Lord and Savior today. If you prayed that prayer with me today, I want you to know that it is a done deal. It is done. It is sealed. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, never to be blotted out, never. But you may be here today facing such a challenge that you just cannot seem to overcome. Would you pray with me, if that's you? Lord God, I have a challenge in front of me, and I cannot see a way out. But Lord, according to your word, I believe that with you, I can overcome. Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Lord, I cannot do this without your word. I cannot do it without faith, and I commit today to get in your word. Father, I ask you to plant that word down deep in my heart so that when challenges come, I respond according to your word, not mine. And when I do, Lord, supernaturally, do your, do your deal. Do your thing and save me. Thank you, Lord. Forgive me for trying to handle my problems on my own. I look to you to help me. Would you just confess that out of your mouth? I believe. I believe you can save me from my problem. Now, I just encourage you right now, if you confess that out of your mouth, I want you to speak to your mountain. Just go ahead and speak to it. I speak to you, so-and-so. I speak to you, challenge. 
I speak to you addiction. I speak to you negative thoughts. I speak to you depression. I speak to you cancer. Be removed now and cast into the sea. Move mountain in Jesus' name. I believe. Help me with my unbelief. Can you feel the Spirit of God in this place right now? I can feel Him here. I want to encourage you, if you're still facing that challenge and you've not confessed, confess. Do not leave here handling your problem on your own. You can't do it. You're going down, but you don't have to. As Peter sank in the water, he reached out and Jesus saved him. Jesus wants to reach out his arm and pull you right back out. Save us, Lord. Save us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, church, right now we're going to open up the altars and we're going to leave them 